Welcome to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope this podcast encourages you, challenges you, and furthers your relationship with God in a whole new way. Enjoy this week's message. Uh, He forgot one little step. That's okay, though. Most of the time, we are the ones forgetting and not him. But uh, do want to spend just a moment in prayer. We have several things that are lying before us, things that are beginning to happen in our church, things that are important for us not only to think about but to pray over. And so let's pray together as a church. Father, we are thankful that we have a God to go running to. Lord, I pray that as we come to you, that, Lord, you will penetrate our minds, that, Lord, you will move within us, that, Lord, you will change us and make us what you want us to be. Lord, we need your power. We need your wisdom. We need your word buried deep within our lives so that we may become pleasing unto you. We know that, Lord, you have set things before us, things that, Lord, will benefit the work of this ministry, the work of this church, the work of this people. So, Lord, help us to understand our responsibility to give not only of ourselves, to humble and to become servants to the Most High God, but that, Lord, you are calling us to give of all that you have blessed us with, our time and our money, our faith and our love, so that we may build your church. Lord, you do the building, but you do it through us. So Lord, help us to surrender to what you are doing, that we may be tools in your hands to build your work, to build your ministry. Lord, you have set upon our hearts many things for this church to do. Help us, Lord, to become the way and the means by which you work through us to build your ministry. We are thankful, Lord, for our pastor. We are thankful, Lord, for our leadership. We are thankful, Lord, for our people. Bless this church. Build your church. Prepare your church. We pray in the name of of Jesus. Amen. Pastor G, our pastor is here to deliver to us the Word of God. God bless you, Pastor. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Come on, how you doing this morning? Yeah? Come on, why don't you just stand with me one more time? I just want you to just stretch out your hands this morning. Just let the Lord in to let him know that you're ready to receive all that he has for us this morning. Come on, we don't, we don't do regular church here. If God's not moving, it's just a gathering. If God's not here, it's just people in, in a building. Come on, how many want to see God move? Come on, we, we just have to be in a position to receive it. 
We have to be in a posture to receive it. Come on, just lift, just lift your hands across it. And if you got to give things over to the Lord, just say, Lord, I don't, I don't want to get in your way. I don't want anything to block what you're trying to do in my life. I just give it to you right now. Come on, you know, I know you've been praying for, for family members. I know you've been w- working really hard of, of, of um, all this week. And I know, I know things may, may be tough right now. Or, you know, maybe you're in a great season. That's, that's good as well. But just, just let God just be God. Can we just let him in? I truly believe this. God's trying to do something new in someone's life. And he's just trying to get in. Can you let him in this morning? Come on, just let him just let him in. Come on. If something you may you may have to lay down this morning, just lay it down. This is your moment. You don't have to wait until the word you can do it right now. Come on. Come on. Something that you need God to do in your life. Just come on. Just let him just let him know. I mean, I'm even moving that aside and make room for you. Come on, how many here need to make room for God this morning? Come on. Let him have your heart this morning. Let them have your heart this morning. Yes, God. Have your way, Lord. Come on, let him have his have his way with you. If you're at home listening to us on, online, just lift your hands. Just lift, just lift your hands. Maybe you're listening to us, you're in bed, just get up. (laughs) Just lift your hands. Come on, we see you. Hallelujah. Come on, God's going to do a new thing, but you got to let him in this morning. Come on, this message will just be another message if if you don't receive it this morning. If you're not ready to receive it. Come on, God's taking this church to another level. Come on. Come on. Worship didn't stop. Worship didn't stop. Come on, let him in. Come on, let him in. Let him in this morning. Come on, somebody need to tell the Lord, I'm all yours, no matter the cost. I'm all yours, no matter the cost. Mm. Yes. Yes, God. Hallelujah. So I'm going to be reading out of Ezra 4. I know you've been in that book all week. Ezra 4. While I have you standing, let's, 
Let's read the, the word of God this morning. Starting in verse 1. The enemies of, of Judah and Benjamin heard that the exiles were building a temple for the Lord, the God of Israel. They came to Zerubbabel and, and to the heads of the families and said, let us help you build because like you, we seek your God and have been sacrificing to him since the time of Esarhaddon, Esarhaddon, king of Assyria, who brought us here. But Zerubbabel, Joshua, and the rest of the heads of the family of Israel answered, you have no part with us in building a temple to our God. Uh, we alone will build it for the Lord, the God of Israel, as King Cyrus, the king of Persia, commanded us. Then the peoples around them set out to discourage the people of Judah and make them afraid to go on building. They bribe officials to work against them and frustrate their plans during the entire reign of Cyrus, king of Persia, and down to the reign of Darius, king of Persia. So today, we're going to complete our comeback series today. So I want to talk to you today about your setback will become your comeback. I thought that would be exciting for some people this morning. Your setbacks will become your comebacks. Is anybody here ready to receive that this morning? Father, have your way in this place, Lord God. We welcome you in our hearts, in our minds. Lord God, if, if you're not here, Lord God, it's just regular church, Lord. We don't want regular church. Have your way, Lord God. Thank you for uh, using me as your vessel this morning, Lord. I give you my mind, think with it. I, I give you my vocal cords, speak through them, Lord God. Have you way in this place in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, give them a shout. Yes, you may continue to stand for the rest of the service. Amen. Hallelujah. No takers. Amen. So thank you, ladies, for leading us in worship this morning. Um, I, I pray that God will continue to bless you on your on your journey. Amen. He will continue to give you new songs to sing another level of, of worship. Amen. Yeah. We just speak blessings over, over your life. Amen. Amen. So you excited? How, how many have been enjoying this series thus far? Yeah? yeah? yeah. Don't lie. You're in church. <laughs> don't, you know, don't lie. Um, so come back. This is this is we. This is your comeback season. Um, so we, I, I believe that uh, these sermons have been um, prophetic. Yeah. Um, so just really, God's been using myself and uh, other speakers to really speak life over the church. Yeah. So comeback seasons, uh, comebacks, um, comebacks are important because of setbacks. Amen. So I really love this text that we're in this morning because it's, it's about setbacks and comebacks. It's a story of what happens when God moves hearts 
in, um, and initiate his people to take action. We know God is a moving God. And he, he wants his people to take action. Amen? He wants us, uh, God wants to move us out of some stuff. He doesn't want us to be still all the, all the time and, and not moving when he tells us to move. There are times where God tells us to be still. But then there are times where God tells us to move. Amen? So, so this text is about uh, a people who experienced 70 years in captivity. Because of, uh, because of being unfaithful and repeated sins. And that's a long time to be punished, amen? I mean, you just give me a week, I'll get it right. I mean, 70 years of captivity because of the unfaithfulness and repeated sins. But God is in the business of restoration. Amen. So he 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 stirred their hearts right to return back to him. Amen. And so the stirring of hearts is part of God's redemptive plan. So if you are here today and you are in need of restoration, you've come to the right place. You've come to the right service because God is in the business of restoration. And I truly believe that restoration is in this building. I just need a few people to go with me this morning. I believe restoration is in this building today. It can happen today, right now. Restoration is here for you. So what's interesting about this text, before God stirred the heart of the exiles, he stirred the heart of king, right, to set things in motion. This is good because whenever God, before God stirs your heart to do something, he already stirs someone else's heart to put things in motion. I don't know if you got that already because God's really prophetic. God's really prophetic, you know, prophetic, right? You know, have you ever received a promotion, but the promotion found you, you didn't find it? That's called favor. That's called God put things in motion before you even apply for that promotion. Amen. See, when God called Jeremiah to speak to the to the nations, right? He 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 told them he's, he he called them to speak to the nations, but Jeremiah was like, "No, I'm 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 just a youth. <laughs> I'm just a youth, right?" Uh, but but God already put His word in motion. All he had to do was follow his word. Amen. So God already put some things in motion in your life. All he wants you to do is follow his word. Oh, man, I think I lost you after worship or something. Is anyone going to go with me today? God is in the business of restoration. Amen. See, everything changes when God uh, or hearts are stirred by God. Everything changes. Right. Uh, hopes are, uh, are raised, joyfulness follow, confident and courage take root, and the eternal things come into focus. Everything changes when God stirs hearts, when hearts are stirred by God. I believe God is stirring hearts right now. 
to do something according to his will, to, to do something according to his plan, to change things that are around you, things that he doesn't like. I believe God is stirring hearts this morning. Amen? Everything changes. So look around. Do you see um, a need, something that is in need, your attention? Is there something that God, um, God's called you to rebuild, improve, or protect? Is God stirring your heart to do something? See, when God stirred the exile's heart, I noticed three things happened. They found purpose. They found purpose. So the first thing they did was to rebuild the temple for the Lord. See, God did, didn't just restore them. Just to restore them, he restored them and called them to do something. And so they, so they, so they all, it was about 40,000 people got together to rebuild the temple for the Lord. You know what that means? They may worship their priority. They may worship their priority. Like church was important to them. It was important that they had a temple in their community. And they all went to it. They didn't all decide to watch online. They decided, right, to get together and build a temple for the Lord. They made worship their priority. If you make worship your priority, God will make you his priority. Oh. Because God loves worship. Because worship should be our lifestyle. Not just songs we sing. Oh, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but I'm a, I, thought, I thought you needed that for that moment. I thought you needed that for that moment. So I noticed they, they found purpose. Then there was part participation. So they, there are people, they were excited. They brought their time, talents, and resources to build the temple. I mean, it spread out the community. So many people got excited about a temple that was going to be rebuilt in their community. So they all got together, used their time, their talents and resources to build the temple. Yeah. Amen? I remember a time in, in Connecticut when we first got our, our, our building, well, our building was first being built. The amount of participation was mind-blowing. People were so excited right? We saw people there helping out every single week. We saw people using their, their gifts and talents, and so many people gave because when, when, whenever God is in something, you, you, you'll see all the participation. Yeah. Amen? You'll see all the people coming because they knew that God was a part of it. It was an amazing time. I believe that that can happen here in this church. Wow. Wow. I believe that this is going to happen in this church. Amen. Come on. God's calling this church to another level. You got to get this. Amen. He's calling us to rebuild something. Hallelujah. And then you saw the power of God. You saw the power of God. So you, they, so they found purpose. There was participation and there was the, there was a power of God. God turned their setbacks into a comebacks, right? Because they got they got shut down, yeah. right? So let me let me just talk about 
quickly about some setbacks they, that, that they faced, right? So setback, the first setback they faced, there were some enemies who heard the, the exiles were rebuilding the temple. So, so they decided to come to them and say, hey, hey, I heard y'all were building this, this temple. Let us help you. We've been sacrificing what, the, with the same God um, all along. No, they were hypocrites. They, they, they were hypocrites. So they wanted to join them, right, to, to rebuild the temple. Amen? Amen. So, that was, so that was the first step uh, setback because, because the, these enemies bribed the officials to frustrate their plans. Wow. Another setback. And then, and then they wrote a letter to the king to shut them down. And he did for 16 years, another setback. So here here it is. Think about this. God set them free. He called them to rebuild the temple. They had purpose. They were excited. Over 40,000 people came over to rebuild the temple. Then they got shut down. It just seems like in, in life, and whenever we start something, amen, then we experience some setbacks. And you feel like you're doing the right thing. You're doing things for the Lord, but all of a sudden you take a couple of steps forward, but then three steps back. Does anyone here ever experience that in life? Is anyone here going through that at this moment right now? Amen? Setbacks, setbacks. Amen. It can be uh, setbacks can be frustrating. Amen. So when but whenever you make a commitment to God, the enemy will attempt to set you back. That's the enemy's job is to set you back. We cannot build a church building, further our ministry or build our own spiritual lives without the enemy hearing about it. He will write a letter to send to his army and say to take them out. But can I make an addendum to that letter? Whatever God has started in your life, he will continue it. Let me just say it again because maybe you didn't get that. I just make an addendum to that letter that the enemy is trying to send to take you out. Whatever God has started in your life, he will finish it. He will finish it. Is anyone excited about that? And so we need to talk about this. How do we how do we turn our setbacks into comeback? You ready for this? So the first one, do not cooperate with spiritual entanglements. Oh boy. Do not cooperate with spiritual entanglements. No, these people that were help was um, going to help them rebuild the temple. Amen. That's what we call an unhealthy spiritual entanglement. Amen. It was a form of God. It wasn't God. It was, they were something like a believer. They weren't believers. Right. So to be entangled is to be interwoven, wrapped or twisted together in such a manner as not to be easily freed, what binds you? You get that? 
See, we can be entangled with people, lifestyle, or our past. We can be entangled with people, life, a certain lifestyle, or our past. So, so this is what entanglements do. It distracts you. It gets you to settle. And it interferes with the activities of God. Wow. I'll say it again. Entanglements, they distract you. They distract you. It gets you to settle and it interferes with the activities of God. See, the people were intimidated by their enemies, right? They were intimidated by their enemies, and they settled into a routine of getting along with them uh, um, without worship, without the temple being built. So they, so they they just settled. I believe we have too many Christians nowadays settling into a routine, just getting along with the world. Wow, wow. We have, we have too, too, too many of that. Amen. What God says that, this what bothers me because we have to really understand what the Lord is saying about us. He says, I'm, I came to give you life and life more, more abundantly. So he's talking about that Zoe life, right? A, a, a life with God. A God kind of life. Amen. So why are we settling for something less than that? Amen. So I know these people were frustrated because God called them to rebuild the temple, but then they they got shut down for 16 years. I'm sure that they were frustrating. But I believe that frustration is God's friend. Because God will use frustration to move you from what you're settling in. Is anybody there? Yes. I believe that your settling season is over. No more settling. Amen. God's caught. He said he came to give us life and came to give us it more abundantly. Why aren't we living in that Zoe life? Oh, man, do I got any friends here that would just help me preach this message this morning? So entanglements, entanglements. See, there is a, in Brazil, there is a, a plant that grows from the ground called a matador plant. So it starts off innocent. I don't know if we have a picture of that. So it starts off like real, a real innocent uh, a plant. It's right by, the, uh, by, right by a tree. But then as it, as it grows, as it grows, it, it, takes, it takes root, right? And you, you, you no longer see the actual tree. Amen. So that was a tree. But you can't even tell that was a tree. So this innocent plant, right, start, you know, start, started off really innocent, growing by the, the, uh, the, the bottom of the tree. Then all of a sudden it just started to wind its way around the, the tree. That's a perfect example of entanglements wow. when we allow entanglements in, in our lives. Amen. We start looking like this tree, what the Bible says that we're supposed to be a tree that's planted by stream, rivers of water, right? But this don't look like it's planted by rivers of water. It's planted by a matador plant. Is, any, is anybody there? Is anybody there? Amen. And so this is what our lives look like 
when we are entangled with our past. See, some people entangled, are entangled because of they're cooperating with fear. Some people are entangled because they have cooperated with low self-esteem. Amen? So we cannot cooperate with entanglements. We start looking like that tree. Are you there? This is what our life looks like when we are entangled with the world. Amen. We, so when we are entangled with, with the world, it, Christianity gets watered down. It's why we see we don't see a lot of healings in church. I mean, we see a lot of people praying for healing, but we don't we don't see a lot of healings in church because the church is being watered down. Christianity is being watered down. Come on, there's still power in the blood of Jesus. Like if you should have confidence when you walk in here sick, you walk out here healed. But the church can't be entangled with the world. Amen. Amen. So we the world, the church can't be uh, the world can't have a stronghold over the church. The church got to step up and win battles that we're called to win. People people should be shouting about their testimony, how how they won a spiritual battle last week. (laughs) How God God, um, restored them from something. Where are the testimonies from believers now? Where are those testimonies? That how God moved in your life. Where are those testimonies when, when people stood up all night praying, waiting on the Lord, and he actually moved in their life? Where are those people? Yeah. Yeah. The church cannot be entangled with the world. I believe the church is starting to look like that tree. Wow. It's losing its power unless Christians just step up. Right. And stand, stand on God's power and stand on God's love and know who he is and proclaim his name over our lives and in the lives of others. Are you with me? Amen. We can't allow entanglements to take root in our lives. See, what happened if, if they would allow the exiles would have allowed these people to come into their lives, right? And this is what happens when we get entangled with with people, uh, right? Unhealthy people. They become like our matador friends. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because I know some of them, right? I know some of those. Like, they they appear to be godly. (laughs) Yeah, I know some of those. You appear to be godly. They look really innocent, just like the matador plant, right? Look to be innocent, harmless, amen, and all of a sudden, right, they become that that root in your life that you can't get rid of because they're just wrapping themselves around you with all their problems. See, what happens, if they would have took these people in, they would have just, they would have interfered with what God's trying to do in, in their lives. That's what those people are for. So people would try to interfere what God is doing in your lives. Don't allow people to stop the activities of God in your life. Amen? 
So what happens is you become intertwined with their activities, but not God activities. You know some of those people, right? Right? They, they tell you about their problems. They just dump all their problems on you. Every time you talk to them, it's a problem. It's, it's, it's a problem, right? Because they just want to wind themselves up in your life and stop the activities of God in your life. We okay? And so we... We don't want anything to stop our comeback. When you get entangled, it stops your comeback. Amen? And then the second way how we can take our setbacks to our comeback is to change how you view setbacks. Mm. So whenever you are facing a setback, there are three point of views you can choose. You, you, can, you can take the uh, pessimistic point of view, right? Tending to see the world um, worse. It's tending to see the, the worst aspect of things. Believe the worst will happen. Come on, you ever been around? Folks, it's like you can't, you know, anytime something exciting, right? It can be, it can be sunny outside, and you hear a person be like, nah, you know, I know it's about to rain today. <laughs> Because the sun been shining way too long today, you know, it's just like, you know, it's like any, it can take something that's really, really good and make it sound really, really bad. Have you ever been around some of those folks like nothing is going well, yeah. <laughs> right? It's impossible to have faith being a pessimistic. It's hard to have faith being pessimistic. We remember the 12 spies, right, in the Bibles, right? The 12 spies, the Lord told them to go and, and spy out the land to, so that we proved that the land was full of milk and honey. It was a, it was a land that he called them to, to be, right? But so there were 12 spies that were sent out, right? But 10 of them came with, with one report and two came with another report. So the 10 that came with the bad report was just like, hey, listen, this is crazy. Why are we going in this land? Like God is out of his mind. Like you see those giants in the field, you know, but, but it's the field that God called them to be, to conquer. But the, uh, but the spies stopped their comeback uh, because of doubt, disobedience, and fear. Amen? But there were two who knew, listen, we need to do whatever the Lord tells us to do. Ain't nothing going to stop my comeback. It's nothing going to stop my comeback. Amen? Or you can have a, you know, idealist point of view, which is not too bad. But some idealists believe you can be in the hellhole and believe that things will um, change without conflict. You cannot change what you don't confront. I know a lot of people, I hear it from a lot of people all the time. Oh, I don't really like conflict. Well, you don't like change. <laughs> you cannot change what you don't confront. Back to the 12 spies. They wanted change, right, but they didn't want conflict. 
So they, so what they did, they spent 40 years in God's conflict resolution class. Right? They had to repeat it over and over and over again. You cannot change what you don't confront. God is about confronting things. Think about the world we live in now. The only way your community gets better if you confront it. The only way, if things are going on in your home, the only way that it will get better if you confront it. I don't know what's going on in your job, right? But God called you to do something, right? God may call you to confront something. The only way it will change if you confront it. It might be something going on in your life right now. And you're asking God to change it. He's telling you to confront it. This is quiet church this morning. I'm just saying. We want change. We got to confront it. Amen. Come on, help me preach this better. Amen. Come on, you can't change anything if you don't confront it. Or you can have a God's point of view. You can have a God's point of view. Where you can just see things from his way. You can see things his way. A God's point of view. So even when we are in a tough season, I've learned, I've learned to, to, to look at uh, um, my life through this, these lens. When, when, I, when I have a God's point of view, I look, I look at my life through these lens. Sometimes God is testing me, right? Because he will test us. Your character is both developed and revealed by test. So I know if God wants to do a new thing in me, he's going to test me. I'm very stubborn. I don't like to repeat tests. So I want to pass it the first time around. Amen? Amen. You know, sometimes we can have something going on with our personality or our, our behaviors, and, and God wants to correct those things. Maybe, maybe it's the type of attitude he wants you to, wants you to correct. Amen? So what, what he would do, he would bring the same person. He, he would bring a, a like person around you so, you can, so he can correct that in you. You ever notice that? Right? You, you see yourself in someone else? Or maybe that's a different church. But anyway, but I, but I, I so I, I look at, I, I look at um, life this way. I try to look at my life through God's lens. And I know at times he is testing me or sometimes God's telling me to wait. Maybe I'm in a waiting season. Waiting is being faithful to the last thing God told you to do. Waiting is being faithful at the last thing God told you to do. So a lot of times we're waiting on God, but he's waiting on us to obey the last thing he told us to do. Or there are times that God tells me to move. That means it's time to expand my territory. So maybe God's telling you to move 
it's time to expand your ter territory, just like he did the exiles. He's just like, okay, it's time for you to move. It's time for you to expand your territory. You with me? And so my last point of how to make your setbacks into a comeback is to make worship a priority. Yeah. I'm going to close this one. I'm going to close with this one. Worship is a way to turn a setback into a comeback. So worship is the stirring of a heart. One of my favorite scripture is John 4, 23. It says, but the hour is coming and now is, now is. It says, now is. When the true worshipers, worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship him. So he's talking about, he's not just talking about singing songs. God is looking for worshipers. Because worship is a lifestyle. It's not just something we do on Sundays. So he's looking for worshipers. Amen? So I love it. When, when God restored the people, right, the first thing they did, they made worship their priority. And I know they had setbacks, right? They had setbacks, right? I mean, they did exactly what God told them to do, right? They started to rebuild the temple. Over 40,000 people came and said, we're going to do this thing. We're going to do this for the Lord. They knew the importance of having worship, having a temple in their community. But they got shut down for 16 years. But God stirred the hearts of the prophets so they can begin the work to get, so they can continue the work to rebuild the temple. So it only stopped for a season, but God intervened and they, be, they continued the work to rebuild the temple. See, worship is important to God. I know worship benefits us, right? It changes our mind, mindset. It renews our heart. It produces a spiritual growth in us. But when worship becomes all about God, we are not concerned how it benefits us. We are concerned how it benefits him. That's the type of true worshipers. That's what the true worshipers he's looking for. A worship that benefits him. See, we're humans. God knows that. We're full of flesh. There are times we come to church and we say, worship didn't move me today. Worship didn't move me today. But God is the only one who can determine if worship was good or not. He's the only one who could determine if worship was good or not. He's looking at our life. If worship wasn't good, no matter how, how much how good it sounds, doesn't matter. 
God is the only one that can determine whether worship was good or not. And I believe he's looking down at all of us today. He's looking down. He's asking, where are my true worshipers? True worshipers who won't settle. Who won't settle in a routine of just cooperating with the world. I know we experience setbacks, but he's going to take those setbacks. He's going to turn them into comebacks. We will experience comebacks, but he's looking for the true worshipers. Do we have any true worshipers in this place this morning? I said, do we have any true worshipers in this place this morning? Who worship, we're not thinking about how it benefits us. We're thinking about how it benefits him. Like I'm, I'm really concerned about how, how my life looks to God. Amen? God wants everything. See, worship is not just about singing. I mean, these people, they were so excited to rebuild the temple. So they brought their time. They used their time, talents, and resources to build the temple. I know that blessed God. That blessed God, because they're saying that worship was important. Having a temple in our community is important. Having a church in our community is important. I know that blessed God. He probably looked down and says, those are true worshipers. Those are worshipers. Those are worshipers. Come on, stand with me. Amen. Yeah, because I don't want to shout. Nobody will be here. My brothers and sisters, this is the really word for me. The setback has been there all the time. I say, this is not for me. I cannot do it. I'm too weak. I'm too old until I throw my heart to the bar to allow with my body to follow. You cannot jump. Before you jump, your heart will be just to the finish line and your body will follow. I took a job I wish I could have done many years ago. I am almost 67 years old to become a correction officer. The job is so demanding for me. A lot of workout, you jump, you just finish eating, you start jumping and doing the crop and the push up and all that. And I found myself to the board, to the limit. I say, what can I do now? Set back. There is many things you can do, I can do. I say, I will do it. I will do all things to Jesus Christ who strengthened me. I did not hear from my wife, nor from my children, nor from many people. They say, that's not for you. You're not gonna, you're gonna fail. I am in the middle of the training, is going just very well. Friday I passed my running test and it went just fine. And when I get to the end, to the line, to the finishing line, I say, how, 
What happened? How I have done this? I don't know. It just happened that I was already there. Do you think the Red Sea will divide itself if Moses did not step into the water? Moses stepped into the water for the Red Sea to divide. Break the setback by pushing hard. They said they rebuilt the temple. Do you know they didn't have a crown? They didn't have those lifter like today. It was a painful work of their body get bloody and all that. That's a worship. They really worship is building, suffering. Between it, that's the really worship. And God is going to show himself. I just want to share that with you, Pastor. Amen. Thank you very much for the word. Amen. 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 Now you can stand. We're just going to setbacks. God still moves in setbacks. Sometimes he tests your endurance. Amen. Setback. Let us not be entangled with people, our past, certain lifestyles. It stops the work of God in our lives. Think about King Solomon. Man, he was a great man of God, full of wisdom, until he got entangled with some women. It ruined his testimony. It turned his heart from God. And that's what entanglements do. It turns our heart away from God. not be entangled. These people are, you know, presenting themselves as if they were God to the exiles. I was like, nah, we're good. That's how you had to say to some people. Just tell them, nah, I'm good. Can we just say that? Nah, I'm good. Yeah. Nah, I'm good. Now, God doing something different in my life. God doing something different. You know, you got to hit him with that. I understand that te- what te- Texans say now, bless your heart. Uh, bless your heart. I understand. <laughs> bless your heart. That's when you give him, you hit him with that. Bless your heart. I know you want to help, but now, nah, now nah, I'm good. Now nah, I'm good. Can't get entangled with you. God's doing something new in my life. Nothing going to stop God's work, God's activity in my life. Come on, we're, we're people who are set free. That's what he says. I came to give you life and to give you more abundantly. That's the life we should be living. A life of God, not of the world. I want to challenge you here this morning. I'm going to call you up to the altar this morning. If you feel like you have some entanglements in your life, I believe today you will be set free. 
I believe that. I believe that. Because we don't want anything to interfere with God's doing in your life. So we're going to pray over that. We're going to pray over you. Amen? Amen. So let me have every head bow as we pray and open up the altars this morning. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you've given us purpose, God. You, you called it, you're calling this church to the next chapter, and it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting, all the things that you're going to do in our lives. Father, we just lift up folks who are struggling with entanglements, Lord. And whether it's the past that's trying to hold them back, whether it's a certain lifestyle that you're calling them to, to confront, or maybe it's just people that, that they've been involved with. We, we know that you're going to break those entanglements here today because you've called us to live a life of abundance. We thank you for it right now, God. We thank you that you're moving in this place. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Come on, give him a shout. So the, the altars are, are open if you want to receive some prayer. I encourage you to be here next week. Um, I do have some news I want to share with you. It'll be um, after after service, right at, directly after service. We uh, we'll, we'll share some news regarding our church. Don't ask me when you know after this. I'm not going to tell you. So just just come next week. If you listen to us online, knowing you're supposed to be here, make sure you're here next week because you won't hear it online. Amen. So so I'm really excited to share some things with you about the next chapter of our church. Amen. So make sure that you're here. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. If what you heard today impacted you, be sure to tell us about it. You can rate and subscribe to this podcast or contact us on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram or our website, calvarylifedfw.com. Thank you so much and have a great week.